Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Holy 
in Jesus name amen hallelujah there's gonna be an agapato fest on the July 12th amen uh, August the 12th sorry hallelujah please if you are here you've not been baptized and you would like to be baptized see Reverend Joe Kome amen 
Hallelujah. There's a testimony in the house. I said there's a testimony in the house. Amen. Let's welcome Sister Antoinette to give us her testimony. Put your hands together and welcome her. Oh, put your hands together for her. I don't think it's so easy for her to come up stage. I tell you, you have to stand here to understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm here to testify to thank God for what he has done for me and my family. Four months ago, we used to live in Maryland. So my family and I decided to come to stay in New York. So on the 1st of March, we rented U-Haul trailer and attached to my truck, so we packed our stuff in it. So we were coming, and on our, on our way here, we got to New Jersey, Tempike, and a tractor trailer, this very long one, came a cut in front of me. So I was, I, I was about to hit the truck in front of me. So I had to control my car so that I don't hit it. And by so doing, I lost control of the car and the trailer behind my truck got control of the whole car. So it was just hitting us on the barricade on the road, left and right. And we would, it looks like we, I, I did pass out, but for, I don't know, somehow I shouted Jesus three times because I saw that that was the end. So um, when I screamed Jesus, all that I realized that the car flew over the barricade and we started facing the oncoming vehicles and the trailer behind my car was on the other side of the road. And the airbag burst out and I got scared. So I was like, Jesus, my, my kids, my kids. So I rushed, I quickly came out from the truck and rushed to open the doors of my kid. And for some funny reason, they were, they were all sleeping. I guess God did it, God did it because the way we were in the air when the car was just throwing us about, they should have seen something. But they were deeply asleep. I was like, wow. So I quickly brought them out of the car. And, and I saw that the gas was just pouring out of the car and there was smoke everywhere. And we were, I felt like, I, like I'm okay. Everybody was okay. I was like, well, it is only God who can do this. It is only God who can do this because if it's not him, I'm sure by now maybe we are buried and forgotten or something like that. And I realized that during the process, it looks like I saw myself, like, I don't know, I can't explain that, like my spirit came out and I saw myself in the car and we were just in the air. So I was like, what actually happened? And I realized that I don't know whether I died and came back. I can't explain that fact. But I can only say that God did it. And I'm here to tell you that God is alive and he's real. We should keep seeking for him. He, he, he answers us when we call him. We should, he's closer than we think. So we should keep on seeking. Because he did it for me. He can do it for you. Amen.
Hallelujah. He shall give his angels charge over you. Antoinette, God bless you. God will preserve your family. You will live and you will not die. You know, two things. One is he shall give his angels charge over you. And the other scripture, he give his beloved sleep. May God give you the grace to sleep through every storm. And by the time you wake up, the storm will be over. You will not see the storm. I say you will not see the storm. He will give you angel sleep. Because sometimes it's, it's, it's the scene of the storm that frightens you. But he will let you sleep through it. When you wake up, the storm will be over. You came out of the, your body. That's a near-death experience. He, angels, just to see that he can keep charge over you. God bless you. That's a very powerful testimony. Listen, God has done something good for you. Share. Hallelujah. Testify for the greatness of God. Amen. To shut the devil up. Hallelujah. And to encourage others. Amen. There are many testimonies in this church. One does. I also have a small testimony to share with you this morning. Interesting. Interesting testimony. Order my steps in your word. Hallelujah. Very interesting, you know. This morning, I want to woke up around um, 6 o'clock, you know, or earlier than that. I got a text message from Apostle Joel that we, have, we need to have a very important pastor's meeting, okay, and we are trying to organize it. And going back, so he sent me the date for the meeting. So when I saw the date, I checked my schedule. I said, man, it's a very important meeting. I mean, very, very important meeting. It's one of the things you can skip. I said, man, of all the days that we, for the meeting, this is the, the day I'm working. What? What? I'm working on that day. It's going to be tough. And I cannot, in the meeting, I'm one in charge, so I have to make sure this meeting comes on. I cannot even delegate. It's a very important pastoral meeting. I said, mercy. So I sent, this was around, uh, so around sister, I sent me a message, I sent Apostle Joel a message, that, look, the day that he chose for the meeting, I'm working on that day, but I'll see whether I can sort it out. Do you understand? Because my plan was that, this, this, I'm talking about this morning. My plan is that tomorrow when I go to work, I'll try and sort it out and see whether I can get somebody to flip over the, the switch so I can have the pastoral meeting. So after the first service, when I was sitting at the back, I just got an email. I didn't call anybody. I got an email. One of my colleagues was asking me whether I can work for him so he can work for me on that day. <laughs> Email somebody, something that I was going to ask for, somebody was begging me to do. He was begging me, Can you please work for me on this day so that I can work on you on this day? May that be your testimony. May, may what you want to do, or may what you need, may people beg to give to you. You see, that, that's the testimony. That's the miracle here. You want it already, but they'll beg it to give to you. I said, whatever you desire, may people beg to give to you. Because I was going to beg them to change, but rather they were he was begging me that, can I do? Just now. At the exact date. It's a testimony. You know, God can surprise you with miracles. You'll be amazed. Like he surprised Moses' mother. 
the mother of the baby was paid was paid to baby babysit. You understand? Something that you you love to do. God can make people pay you so that you do it. Yes, you, you love to do it yourself, oh. but God can make people pay you. You like that one? May that be your testimony. May you be paid to do what you love to do. That's what happened to Moses' mother. He took off his own child and got paid for thinking of your own child. Because most of, most of the time, you pay other people to take care of your child. Isn't that a story? You are looking for babysitters left, right, and center. Today they come, to tomorrow they don't come. They say, babysitter, wahala. But may God... <laughs> Hallelujah. It's very interesting. I find it very interesting. So, wow, what a testimony. Just now. I mean, I'm talking about this morning. just happened. The guy was begging me. So quickly I replied, no problem. I'll do... <laughs> <laughs> As Auntie said, quickly, quickly, I replied, no problem. I'm sure he has still, I've done him a big favor. Down the line, I will demand another favor from him. <laughs> I said, do you remember I covered? <laughs> it's interesting. God is good. God has a little bit of surprising all of us. Amen. Uh, Proverbs 31, 30. Um, it's deceitful. And beauty is vain. I don't have to tell you that beauty is vain. As the years progress, can't you see that you are changing? <laughs> I don't have to tell you. You yourself, as you see that the years are going. Huh? You, you can see that beauty is vain. You understand what I'm saying? So what the Bible is trying to say that if you put your emphasis on beauty, is it, uh, the first part says charm is deceitful or favor is deceitful. Charm is rumored that a lot of people are deceived by charm. Many men. Even the, the most spiritual brothers. Kalomo, Sokoto, Brakatana, Lord. I prayed, and the Lord, you know, no, you didn't pray, you saw the buttocks, that's what is moving you. <laughs> so don't say that it's revelation. It's not revelation. You have been deceived. That's what the Bible says, you have been deceived. It's deceitful. It's a total deception. But many fall for it. They're just deceived. And, 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 and beauty is vain. That is true. If you, you see, if you doubt it, you see, young, young people, young ladies, if you, if you doubt it now, just go look at your mother's pictures. No, no, seriously. And you will see that when your mother was your age, she was probably even more beautiful than you. So, if she's looking like that now, imagine how you will look when you get there. <laughs> so, if you go by that, you'll be deceived. But a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. That's what the Bible is saying. It's the one who fears the Lord. 
Amen. I'll give you an assignment. When you go home, just ask, Mom, can I see your pictures when you were young? And you will be surprised how beautiful she was. You'll be very surprised. How beautiful your mother was. That now she's all cloth and walking around. And you think you are cute. That's your future. <laughs> Clearly your future right. That's your future right there. Hallelujah. Amen. So, brothers, it's also a message. As you are talking to the sister, try and look at her aunties and her mothers and see whether you can handle it at that age. <laughs> anyway, let me preach my message. I wouldn't want to go there. Hallelujah. Oh, this morning, it's almost one o'clock. I'm going to share with you something briefly, then we close. But we had a very powerful outreach yesterday. I love it. It was so powerful. It was refreshing. Soul winning is always, it brings pleasure. Amen. So we had a good soul outreach, and God willing, we will do it again. Amen. Amen. And like uh, Rachel was saying, if you know how to preach, if you want to know, most of you don't come for weekday service. I don't know how to preach about soul winning. I don't have to talk about evangelism. We are doing practical soul winning. Practical evangelism. Practi- every Tuesday, practical evangelism. So I want to see some... Most of you don't come. I don't know why. you got a problem. Come to church on a weekday. Be a good Christian. Okay? Tell your neighbor, be a good Christian. Say, love God. And be a good Christian. Yep. So Tuesdays, try and come. So we can teach you about practical evangelism. Amen. All right. Luke chapter 19. From verse 1. Let me read this story. And I'll give you some few points about an evangelistic message. Luke 19. He entered in Jericho and was passing through. Talking about Jesus Christ. Continue. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was a short man. That's what, little certainly he was a short man. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was going to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. Amen. Thank you, Sabbath, Zacchaeus. Hallelujah. 
an, a, a sermon about soul winning. Think this about Zacchaeus. The Bible says that uh, number one, Zacchaeus was a rich man. Hallelujah. He was rich. Amen. Zacchaeus was a rich man. Hallelujah. It, so it means that you don't have to be tall to be rich. You can be short and rich. <laughs> and there are a lot of short and rich people. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Amen. Tell anybody you can be short and rich. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's just by the way. Zacchaeus was a rich man. So rich, you know. Somebody who said that half of my property I give to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody, if I have swindled anybody, I will pay them back four times. Do you know how wealthy the guy was? Very rich. Very, very rich. And you know, it is not a sin to be rich. I say it's not a sin to be rich. Neither is being rich an evil thing. Yes, yes. Some people are wealthy by evil means. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some people are wealthy by evil means. But it does not mean that all wealth is evil. As a matter of fact, the patriarchs were all wealthy. Abraham was rich. Isaac was rich. Jacob was rich. Job was rich. Solomon was rich. So it's time you become rich. I see you being rich. I see, I see you being rich. Don't you think it would be nice that at the end of the month there's a balance in your account? Take it, sister. Receive it. At the end of the month, there will be some balance in your account. Don't you think it would be nice that you don't have to worry when you'll be paid next? I said, don't you think it would be nice you don't have to worry when you'll be paid next? Because as of now, you have all the days circled on your... <laughs> but may God bless you. I'm prophesying to you. May God bless you. The Bible says the blessings of the Lord, it make it rich. I say what? It make it rich. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's you should go and listen to Bishop's message. The spirituality of wealth. Listen to it. Wealth has a spiritual origin. Everybody should listen to that message. Wealth. The spirituality of wealth. Wealth has a spiritual origin. Either the origin is spiritual. Either evil or good. But the, base, the, the origin is always spiritual. Either an evil spirit is making you rich. Or God is making you rich. Wealth is not by accident. Wealth always has a spiritual origin. Either the devil is making you rich or God is making you rich. You don't get rich by accident. It always has a spiritual origin. Always. God said, I will give you, I'm the one who give you the power to make wealth. That's God's origin. And my blessing make it rich. And Satan also told Jesus Christ, if you bow down, I will give you all this wealth for it has been handed over to me. So some people have been wealthy because Satan gave it to them. That's why there's blood money. That's why there's evil money. 
And some people are also that's why they suck our money. Oh yeah. And some people are also rich because God gave it to them. That's why there's Abrahamic blessing. There's power to make wealth. Everything they touch makes great wealth. So wealth, money, whether you money always has an a spiritual origin, whether it's from the devil or it's from God. Money is not by hard work as you think. It has a spiritual origin. Money. I mean, I believe in hard work. I work hard, but money is not by hard work. They say it always has a spiritual origin. Either God gives it to you or the devil gives it to you. Yeah. May God bless you. Yeah. May God bless you. Yeah. May God give you the power to make wealth. Yeah. Yeah. And the one that the devil gives you, it comes with sorrow. Oh yeah. They are wealthy but they kill themselves. They are wealthy but they commit, they, they are on drugs. They are wealthy but there's a lot of diseases in the family because you see when you, you see, a lot don't be angry with me. A lot of rich families, they have family disease. Because when you go and look inside, the source of that money. Yeah. I'm, I, I knew a lady. She eventually became a Christian. And I'm glad for that. I mean, she, she's dead now. But she eventually became a Christian. But she got sick. Very strange circumstances. And I, I, she told me. That look, even this, I'm, I mean, she, gave, she, she became born again. Even this sickness that I'm dying, sometimes I wonder. Because she knew that her father and grandfather were into occultism and politics. Yeah. Power! Power! So they had money, but you know, they stabilized themselves in the occult that you can never remove them from power. Oh yeah, don't joke. Some people are deep in the occult in power. Yeah. That you cannot remove them from power. Because they have eaten things. And swallowed things. And you know what I'm talking about. Some of you are from that family. Don't ask you. It's so true. So you have that family. Power. When the bullet, when they fire a bullet, it, it goes over the person's back. Yeah. They are drinking things. So they are powerful. You see, but down the line, their children have weird diseases. Because it is, I mean, I mean, the one from the devil, it brings sorrow. I mean, she, she this person, she became born again, but I'm so, I'm, 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 what I'm telling you, she, I told you to look, I, when I look back, I, I don't even know where these conditions are from. You are delivered in the name of Jesus. Yeah. If any man be in Christ. Listen, I'm praying for you. If your family had that background, I release you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You shall not be subject to that condition. Yeah. In Christ, you are free. Cases. That is why, you see, when you begin to find those in the family, don't be too greedy for the inheritance. Don't fight for it. Don't fight for it. Because the whole thing is blood. You can go and take the house, but you die young. So 
don't. Look, believe in God. His blessing, he make it rich and added no sorrow. Make it rich. Oh, there are things in Africa. Even here. That's what, you, I mean, I'm not, please don't quote me. I'm just, even here, people think that the Kennedys. I'm not authentic. I'm just, I'm saying, I'm saying people think. People think that the Kennedys' wealth were cursed. That's why they're very political, very powerful, but they die under mature circumstances. Very young, then they die. Mysterious, but they are very powerful. Yeah. And this lady, this lady who was talking to me, her father was powerful. I won't mention the country because you know it. I won't tell you. <laughs> it's, it's a country in Africa. I won't tell you. I will not tell you. <laughs> but, but I'm telling you, powerful. They ruled and reigned for years. Yeah. And he said, look, that thing that goes on in my house, I don't even know where this is. This sickness is from. But she died. She died eventually. God will deliver you from the curse. Yeah. I free you from every blood money. Yeah. The curse will not follow you. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. God will make you rich. Yeah. You'll be rich and you go on vacation. Yeah. I say you'll be rich and you go on vacation. Yeah. You'll be rich and healthy. Yeah. I say you'll be rich and healthy. Yeah. Your children will be healthy. Yeah. You will not die young. In the name of Jesus. I feel, I, feel I'm not, I feel there's somebody here like that, but I release you in the name of Jesus. After, after church, come and let's talk. I'll, say, I'll tell you something else. What I will tell, I won't, tell, I won't say in public. I feel there's somebody, somebody like that. I, I don't, you know, I'm a bit discreet. So after church, come and, I'll talk to you in, in private. I don't talk in public at all. Because it's private. So one, he was rich, okay? Number two. I'm talking about Brother Zach. It, brother Zach, number two, he had a longing. He had a longing to see Jesus. This is amazing, you know. You see, he had a longing, a desire to see Jesus. Even though he was rich, even though he was wealthy, even though he had a lot of money, he had a desire to see Jesus. So what makes me tell you is that money cannot satisfy you. Position cannot satisfy you. There's a vacuum. There's a vacuum in man that only God can satisfy. Only God. Only God. We're talking about cars. I mean, I'm sure Zacchaeus, this one I was mentioning, wild cars. I'm sure if you enter Zacchaeus' garage, he has the Ferrari, Lamborghini, Bentley, the Rolls Royce. Name it, and Zach has it in his house. You enter his house, the landscaping, the swimming pool. Grass. He was rich. 
Very rich. If Zacchaeus is eating, what are the rich food? Huh? Esco what? Escovich. Caviar. Zacchaeus was not eating wache and beans. <laughs> he was eating rich. If you see, the type of watch Zacchaeus wears. What was the watch? Rolex. Yeah. And if you see the woman following Zacchaeus. He had a wife, but I'm sure they're mistresses. Why are you looking at me? Because that's the truth. Most unbelievers who have money have a lot of women. Because God looks at the heart, but women always look at the pocket. <laughs> Look, don't, 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 don't underestimate the power of money. Shh, don't underestimate. Yeah. So Zacchaeus had the girls all over him. Short man, but many girls following him. <laughs> Powerful! <laughs> ah, Zacchaeus. Short. Uh, one, one day, I that told me before, but I didn't believe it, but one day, I saw is it, um, I know some guys. I mean, they're they, they very handsome boys. And their mother's pretty beautiful. I don't know the person. If I mention you, you all know. He's also a very, used to be a powerful politician in Ghana. When that man came, and we saw the man, you can say the only reason why, I mean, forgive me, after monkey, he's dead. <laughs> Money, this is dope. <laughs> what will cause this woman to follow this guy? Laja, Laja, Laja. That guy, yeah, he's a guy who used to boast that he has a golden bed in those days. His bed was full of gold. So, what I'm trying to say is that. If you're talking about wealth, Zacchaeus had it. But you know, in spite of all that, none of them could satisfy him. There's a longing. There's a longing. If wealth could satisfy, we read on the news. Very wealthy. All the stars. Drug overdose. This overdose. Because there's a vacuum in man. No amount of money can satisfy it. Only Jesus can satisfy it. Cannot satisfy it. Drugs cannot satisfy it. So, in spite of his wealth, he longed to see Jesus. He had a longing. Amen. And then number three, quickly, you can. I'm continuing from where I left. It. Number three, there were obstacles preventing him from seeing Jesus. There were obstacles preventing Zacchaeus from seeing Jesus. The first obstacle was the crowd. Okay, the crowd. The Bible said because of the crowd, he couldn't see Jesus. Okay, too many people. 
the crowd. External circumstances. Sometimes things from outside prevent you from seeing Jesus. You want to come to God, church to worship, but somebody's annoying you. Somebody's irritating you. Things from outside prevent you. You are worshiping, but you are angry with somebody. Things from outside prevent you. But listen to me. You came to church to see Jesus, not to see that person. You must be able to overcome the external circumstances and see Jesus. Your aim for being here today is to see Jesus. So somebody's comment should not affect you. The crowd. External circumstances. And then two, that was the, 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 one, the first answer was external circumstances. The other reason why he could not see Jesus was his height. Because sometimes you can be, even though there's a crowd, like yesterday, I said yesterday, when I packed my, Yannick was the one who picked me up there. And, say, and I said, Yannick, where is the, where is the, where are you guys? They so, they are in the park. So when you walk to the park, look right, and you see all of us. So he directed me. So when I got down, I'm going to the park. And I turned right. And lo and behold, I saw Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> so even though there was a lot of crowd, uh, uh, there was a crowd in the park, he was not limited. His height overcame the crowd. But I didn't see you. But you were there. <laughs> I didn't see you also. But you were there. But I saw him. The height. So, it's some, uh, so uh, Zacchaeus could not see Jesus. One, because of the crowd. And two, because of his height. So sometimes the obstacle that prevents you from doing, seeing Jesus. The crowd is the external. The height is internal. His own internal problems. A lot of us sometimes our own internal problems. Things with us, your sin, your mistakes, your shortcomings, somehow makes you not feel qualified to see Jesus. Yeah. Your mistakes. This one is not, it's not somebody, it's you. Your, 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 your secret life. So somehow it cuts you off from seeing Jesus. It's not a crowd. It's you. Your thoughts. What you do in private. Internal problems. Hallelujah. So we know that you had obstacles. Amen. Your guilty feelings. Because you have a conscience. So as you are even lifting up your hand, you know what you have done. I'm preaching. As we are singing the song, we lift holy hands. You know that these hands are not holy. They cannot be holy. I mean, the things that these hands have touched and we even what they were touching last night, they cannot be holy. So, you, you yourself, nobody tells you, but you yourself, you, have, your hand, you bring the hands down. Nobody has said anything, but you yourself have brought the hands down. Because they cannot be holy. Yeah. I mean, I'll praise you with my lips, but you know the curses you have cursed with the sick. Just before you even came to church, you were cursing somebody. So how can this same lip praise him? 
Amen. All right, let me continue. So, those were the obstacles. And number four, about Zacchaeus. So, the Bible says that the fourth thing we learned about Zacchaeus, he made an effort. You see, he had obstacles, both external and internal. But the obstacles did not prevent him. He made an effort. May your obstacles not prevent you. May you overcome your obstacles. Yeah. Don't let your obstacles prevent you from seeing Jesus. He made an effort. He actually made an effort. He did not sit in his circumstances and lament. And so, look at me. I want to see Jesus. But the crowd is too much. And not only the crowd is too much. I'm short. If God had made me tall. If God had made me tall. If God had made me a little taller. Like Jonas, maybe I could have seen him. Look at me. I'm Kapuapwe. How can I see Jesus? <laughs> most of us are. You lament on your circumstances. Only me. Only me. You see, try, why me? You see, don't try to justify your shortcomings, your problem. Whatever you are going through, somebody else is also going through. Don't justify. You are not the only one with that problem. Enough of self-pity. Enough. Zacchaeus had every right to lament. Why he was shot? It's not my fault. It was not not his fault that he was shot. So he could have said, well, you know, I wanted to see Jesus, but it's not my fault. I was born shot. Listen to me. Don't use your background and your circumstances to justify you from seeing Jesus. Overcome them. Only me. Why me? No, it's not why you. He overcame it. I see you overcome it. And sometimes I hear people, you know, well, uh, if my parents had looked after me. Listen to me, you're not the only person who parents did not look after. I'll show you a lot of them. Oh, you hear people, you know, you know. You see, you know, it's, if only I had somebody to help me. Let me tell you something. You're not the only one. You know, you know the reason I don't have a job, you know, you know, if only I had papers. Please, please don't use that. Don't use that excuse. You are not the only one. The, you are not working because you are lazy, not because you don't have that. You are lazy. Don't let me go there. It's your laziness. It's your laziness and your dependent that other people should take care of you. An able body. You know how to bath and make, do makeup. But work, you don't want to work. And say, I don't have papers. Then don't bath because you don't have papers to bath. <laughs> Is somebody hearing me? Make an effort! Zacchaeus made an effort. He made a move. I'm preaching. And the Bible says, when he, he made an effort... He ran ahead of the crowd. Okay? He ran ahead of the crowd. What is a revelation? You cannot see God if you're always walking with the crowd. At comes a point you must separate yourself from the crowd. I said you cannot see God. There comes a point you must separate yourself from the crowd. Hallelujah. Yeah. He distanced himself from the crowd. Climbed a tree. He made an effort. Amen. He ran ahead. So he ran. 
passed that way. Then what happened? What happened when Zacchaeus made an effort? See, he made an effort. And then, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. You see, his effort caught God's attention. I say his effort what? Caught God's attention. Let me tell you something. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. As you make an effort to come here, God knows. God knows the sacrifice. He knows what you are doing for his house. So even the toll you pay to come here is a sacrifice. He knows how much you are working in the house. How much you are fixing things. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Man may not see, but God sees. God knows your effort. He sees. Church, are you hearing me? God sees. God sees your effort. That is why I was saying earlier on, I find it very funny. A lot of people have been telling me, oh, Reverend, hey, you've, hey, you've moved. Reverend, hey, you've moved. Hey, you've gone to that far place. Hey, Reverend, you've gone to that far place. You see, thank you for your concern. Okay, thank you for your concern. But the real problem should be you. Do you know why? If I move from that far place and I get here before you, and you are here and you don't come, and God is giving us a reward for effort. Do you think you'll get anything? So if anything at all, I should be a challenge. That if he comes that far and is here, then I must come before him. Mm. <laughs> I said, mm. Yeah. That's the norm. So if, you think God, if God is looking at our effort and I come that far and I get uh, let's say God give me an effort he gives me maybe an A or an A minus let's say A minus I'm, I'm, I'm being humble he give me A minus and then you live down the road here or in the Bronx and you got here after me what do you think God will give you? Is somebody hearing me? I said, are you hearing me? You see, let me tell you something. God, listen. You see, God, not, God responds to your effort, not your problems. Now, labor in the Lord is not in vain. Suddenly, suddenly, Zacchaeus caught, he caught Jesus' attention. Because Jesus saw the effort. How he woke up early, how he prayed, how he went for visitation, how he's doing cell meeting, how he's running around for church, how he's fixing equipment. God said, man, I got this guy. He touches my heart. Hey, it wasn't the crowd who were shouting Jesus. None of them caught their attention. So being the crowd and shouting, and you, you, you may not catch his attention. It is the one who made the effort who caught his attention. Hallelujah. And then, the next point about Zacchaeus. He looked up and saw him. And said, said, Zacchaeus! This is the fantastic part. He said, Zacchaeus! I am sure Zacchaeus might have peed on himself. Because he was like, he was surprised. He called him by name. He called him by name. Zacchaeus. He called him by name. He didn't say, hey, short man over there, come down. 
He called him by name. Let me tell you something. He knows you by name. I say he knows your name. He knows you by name. He knows him by name. Look, this is comforting. Your pastor may not know you by name. Your, your, your friend may not know you by name. Your pastor may keep on saying, what's your name again? What's your name again? Because he forgets. Remind me again. Lady pastor, can you please um, um, remind me again? Always. But he knows your name. He called him Zacchaeus. He knows his name. He knows his name. He knows every tear. He knows every thought. He knows you too by name. Yeah. It's important. He shocked. Zacchaeus was shocked. He said, Zacchaeus, said, wow, he called me. Because he knew my name. Amen. Yeah. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. For today I must stay at your house. Zacchaeus, hurry. Zacchaeus, what? I want to hear Zacchaeus, what? Zacchaeus, what? Zacchaeus, what? Hurry. The next time I'll talk about Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus came down quickly. He didn't delay. Zacchaeus did not, so let me hold the branches. He came down immediately. Because success is for people who hurry up. You are too slow. You are too slow. You are too slow. Everything you dilly dally deliberate, you are too slow. Success in life. Make haste. Hurry. You take too long. Everything, discussion, decision, discussion. Why don't you pray and believe God and move and move? Why have you taken so long to forgive? Forgive quickly. Forgive quickly. You are waiting for an apology before you forgive. You are too slow. Hallelujah. Success, is, success in life is for those who, who, who hurry. Okay? Too slow. Everything takes time. You, everything, everything you deal with, you, you suffer from procrastination. You behave like Pharaoh. They are frogs in the soup. Frogs in the house. And Moses said, when should I let the frogs go? Tomorrow. Frogs are under your bed seat. And you say, tomorrow. That's Pharaoh. Can you imagine? Frog is in your pocket. Your bed. And the guy said, tomorrow. Some of us procrastinate for everything. Even the dishes when you are washing, you wash one and you leave the rest in. <laughs> I mean, you are, you are standing by the sink. There are four dishes and you start the process. Then you wash two, then you leave it. For tomorrow after come and wash it. Never in a hurry. Everything you procrastinate. Even when somebody sends you a text message, it takes you two days to reply. Ask your neighbor, is it you? Is it you? Is it you? <laughs> two days. Assignment. Assignment. You keep on postponing the homework. Tomorrow. 
I'm preaching to you. Are you awake? You keep on, you, you like to procrastinate too much. Tomorrow, everything tomorrow. Moral day, where Tima not see before. See self. Everything, I answer man to chew. Everything tomorrow. You are too slow. Marriage, marriage, you are too slow to marry. You are too slow. Calculations, and yeah, and, and, and you are getting older and older and older, and the things are getting finishing and finishing and finishing, and you keep on postponing. Things are finishing. I'm preaching. I said things are finishing. Christ, I'm, and you, I, you understand? And you are not. I'm not talking about the sisters. For the somebody has to choose them. You are a brother. You have the power to choose. Tomorrow. By the time you finally marry, things are not working. That becomes another prayer topic. Tell your neighbor, hurry up. Say, hurry up. Tell them, you are too slow. When God calls you, respond quickly. I said, when God calls you, respond quickly. Stop postponing it. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Listen. If, if it's a sister I can understand, because he has to be chosen. But the brothers, I don't understand. Oh, you know, you know, Rev, 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 you know, you know, you know, I, I, I got, I got. I got, I, got, I got to finish some course here, you know, Rev. You know, you know after, after I, know Rev, I, I need to get, I need to sort out my apartment. You know, Rev, Rev, you know. I need to sort out my cars, you know. Rev, you know, you know, you know. You know and, and, you know, Rev, I got to sort myself out. You know, I need to, I'm starting this project. I need to sort myself out, Rev, you know. You know, you know Rev, you take your time. I'm, I'm okay, I'm cool, I'm cool. I'll sort myself out. You know, I'm cool, I'm cool. <laughs> no, as you are talking to me, your portfolio is coming. Your hair is standing up. <laughs> If, you, if, if there's anything to slow, slow those ones. <laughs> I'm preaching. Hallelujah. And let the men say. You see, that's why if you're a guy, that's why, <laughs> I don't know why I'm even saying all this, but I'll say it. You see, that's why, that, you see, that's why if you're a man, you should not be too comfortable in the kitchen. <laughs> they don't marry. Because you know how to cook. You know how to clean. You, know, so, 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 you are too perfect. So there's no agency. But you see, if you don't know how to cook and things like that, the need for good food and other things will make you go for it. I mean, a man, when you cook, you are more the, I mean, what? When you clean, your house is spotless. There's no need for a woman. 
So sometimes knowing how to cook very well as a man is not really a blessing. Uh, please don't write me a letter. Don't send me an email. <laughs> Look, I've seen it over, over and over again. Over and over again. But don't be too slow. Tell anybody, don't be too slow. All right. I have to finish. I'm preaching. All right. Then Jesus said, number seven, Jesus said, I will abide in your house. Come down. Jesus abode in his house. Amen. May God be in your house. May miracles be seen in your house. May deliverance be seen in your house. Jesus came to his house. Number eight. And he hurried, he hurried and came down and received him what? Received him what? And not even learn about Zacchaeus. He received Jesus happily. Gladly. Let me tell you something. Being saved should make you happy. Salvation should bring good. You should be happy. You should be glad that you have Jesus in your life. Hallelujah. Being saved should bring you joy, not sorrow. Some of us act like salvation is a border. Coming to church is a, is a big deal. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You must serve joy with gladness. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with gladness, he shall bring these diseases. Sometimes a curse comes upon your life because you are not serving God happily. It said in Deuteronomy. Let's be excited about God. Zacchaeus was excited. And don't say, that, oh, I'm not the emotional type. You see, that is not true. Everybody's emotional. It depends on what you are doing. Because this same person will not lift up hands in church. Go and see him watching soccer. Standing. Who are in church? He doesn't move. And the same person who, who says that, oh, I'm not emotional, you know, I'm calm, you will not praise God anything. Go and see me in the bedroom. When... <laughs> Speaking in uh, deep languages. <laughs> I love you. Stupid man. No, he comes to God. <laughs> In church, you are you are gentle and diplomatic. Shame on you. That shall serve God gladly. Serve God gladly. You must lift up your hands, kneel down, worship him and cry. Serve him gladly. Serve him gladly. Hallelujah. He received Jesus happily. He was happy to have Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't like to talk in church. No, we are talking about politics. The way you... MPP, MPP, no, no. MPP is a bad government, you know. Last year, MPC, you are sweating. No, I want to talk about Jesus Christ. You have nothing to say. 
<laughs> Be happy with God. Amen. Okay, number nine. Hmm. I'm trying to finish. Number nine. Let us go to the house of the Lord. No, no, Zacchaeus. When they saw it, when they saw it, they began to grumble. They began to grumble. When they saw, they began to grumble. When they saw, they began to grumble. They murmured. Let me tell you something. As you serve God, there will always be people who will complain. As God blesses you, as they began to grumble, saying, He's going to be the guest of a sinner. It pains them. As God blesses you, it will pain some people. I'm preaching. There will always be those who remember, those who think you don't qualify. Because when they look at their life, if it is any blessing, it should come their way. They don't understand why God is blessing you. But let me tell you something. It is not whom, who, him who will let nor run it. It is God who showed mercy. You think God should bless you with a wife. But God has chosen me and he pains you. They murmured. It pained them. It pained them. It pained them. Because they think that you don't qualify. Mr. that you don't qualify. If it doesn't, it should come to me. How come that he rather has been promoted? It pained them. But let me tell you something. It is not they who decide. It is God who decides. I said, it is God who decides. And may God decide in your favor. May God favor you. It will pain them. It will pain them. Ask your neighbor, can you handle my blessing? I said, can you handle my blessing? Can you handle my prosperity? It pained them. It really pained them. I see your enemies being pained. It will pain them. I had a part to it. It will pain them. Say it will pain them. Say it will pain them. And do you know why it pained them? Because you see, they thought they were better. See, there are some people who think that they are more qualified than you. They have this attitude that they are superior than you. They are well educated than you. They come from a good home than you. They are, and, 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 and the worst ones are the ones who think that they are holier than you. Those are the worst ones. They think that they are holier than you. They think that, yeah, they are, I mean, they, they are holier than, they are closer to God than you. So it pains them when they think they should get and you rather get. I'm preaching. It paid the people. Oh. It paid them. Pa. Because there are some ladies who think that if any other, he should have married them. So they are surprised that he bypassed all of them because they think that they have the school, the family background, and the looks. So if anything, I thought, this should be my husband, not you. It will pain them. <laughs> because, because so far as they're concerned, 
they are well educated. They come from a nice tribe. They know how to work nice. They know how to cook. They eat nice. But you, you can't even make stew. And stay! You are the one he says, I like. Hey! It will pain them. I say it will pain them. I say it will pain them. Yeah. <laughs> it pain them. It pain them. Like, ah! Of all people. See, but what they didn't know is that they don't decide. They don't decide. God said that it is I. God, God said it is not him that willeth or runneth, but it is God who showeth mercy. So the one who decides to heal, the one who decides to do the miracle, the one who decides to do great is God. You got a problem? Go pick it up with God. I said, ask your neighbor, you got a problem with my blessing? Ask your neighbor, ask your neighbor you got a problem with my blessing? Go, go fight God. <laughs> hey, Yvonne, it will pain them. It will pain them, pa. It will pain them, pa. They will say, wow, I can't be It will pain them. Because as far as they're concerned, you don't qualify. Tell them they should go fight God. You got a problem with my blessing? Go fight God. Commitment. Hmm. Preaching. And then number 10, finally. Brother Zacchaeus. Brother Zach. Zacchaeus stopped and said, Lord, behold, Lord, Half of my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times. The last thing that we learned about Zacchaeus is that he truly repented. He truly changed. He was sorry for his actions. He said, listen, if anybody have wronged anybody, I'll restore. Let me tell you something. True repentance is a turnaround. You cannot be in Christ and continue to live the same old way. You can't say that you are a Christian, but the things you are doing you have not changed. Yeah. I'm preaching. You can't say you are, a lot of people say they are born again, but they haven't changed. You, can't continue, you, you cannot continue to drink the same old way. And say, you cannot continue to gossip the same old way. You still have your old boyfriends. Through repentance, it's a turnaround. Zacchaeus said, anybody that I have offended, I will restore. Fall back. I have really changed. Through repentance. Truly repented. You cannot live your old lifestyle. After many years being in church. No. There comes a point. You must make a U-turn. Zacchaeus said, look. I've changed. Truly repentant. I wronged anybody? First of all, I'm going to give half of what I got to the poor. I made a mistake to anybody, I'll pay you four times. You see, you see, church, listen to me carefully. I'm sorry does not mean, I'm sorry does not mean much if it's not backed by your actions. 
Say it again. I'm sorry does not mean much unless it is backed by actions. Because a lot of times when we say I'm sorry, what we are trying to say is shut up. I don't like the way you treated me. No, no, no. Okay, I'm sorry. Say, okay, it, 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 okay, I'm sorry. Say, you are not really sorry. You are just telling the person, shut up. Because true sorry, true repentance is action. Not only, he said, I will give back. If you have changed, then when you go home, open your cabinet, take the alcohol out and pour it down the sink. If you have changed. That is quiet. Then the Heineken and the Black Label and John Rucker open it and pour it down the drain. If you have changed, then when you go home, pick up the phone and say, Julie, I'm sorry. Today I went to church. This thing cannot continue. I love you, but this thing cannot continue. No more. Until, until, I, until the engagement, no more sex. Yes, I feel like touching you, but Julie, no more. But if you have really changed, when you go home this afternoon, pick up the phone and call. I'm preaching. If you have really changed, then when you go home, Sarah, listen to me. John, the, what you did to me, I'm hurt, I'm wounded, I am very, I felt very bad about it. I have to deal with it, but I have forgiven you. I have let things go. Let's be back to friends again. I'm, I, I, I have forgiven you. I have hold no memory of you. John, yes, I have every right to be angry. Yes, you didn't pay me, you robbed me, but I am free from my heart. I've forgiven you. Don't say, I have forgiven him in my heart. Action. Pick up a phone. Call. I'm preaching. Yeah. If you have really changed, you have forgiven her. Then when you go home, tell them, listen to me, Julie, you have annoyed me. I mean, you waste money. I mean, I'm tired of you wasting money. Everything is wasted. I am tired of harassing. But I, I don't want, the two shall be one. I've really forgiven. Listen, I have this account that I didn't show you, but now I will show you that account. <laughs> I said, I have this account that I haven't showed, but now I will show you this account. That is quiet. I'm staying there. If you believe that you are truly one, Then show the account. I said, show the account. So I had this account on the side. This is the four. This is what I have in my 401k. This is what I have in my account. This is what I have in my seven. Let her see it. If you really have changed. And it's not, it's not only the husband's. Some wives have to show the extra account. I'm preaching. Every time says you think it's only the men. Some women have secret accounts.
change, if you have changed, if you are sorry, then when you go home tonight, tell her, look, all the headaches that I've been having in the past is a lie. Tonight, come. <laughs> anyway, listen to me. True repentance. True repentance is backed by action. You cannot be in the church and still continue to live the old way. Do the same things that you do. Have the same amount of unforgiveness in your heart. Have a secret life outside the church. You stand holy. But outside the church, there is something else. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. True repentance. It comes with actions. Zacchaeus said, listen, anything I've done, anything I've done, I give up to the poor. And anybody who can come and identify that, Zacchaeus, you, you did my tax wrongly, I'll pay you for back. Anyone. Anyone. See, if I've defrauded you, see, that's a repentant heart. Anyone. I will give back. That's true repentance. Anyone that has hurt me, I've forgiven. Anyone that I have abused, I'm sorry. Any behavior in the past, I'll do it no more. Because I've changed. I've changed. That's true salvation. That's repentance. I'm not like what I used to be. That's true repentance. Unforgiveness with this husband is too long. I drop it today. I don't need any explanation. I have just dropped it. I've changed. I have changed. That's Christianity. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Listen. That is why Jesus said in the next verse, Next verse. Brother, you must repent too. And Jesus said to him, today. You see, Jesus said what? Jesus said what? Not tomorrow. He said what? Yes. Salvation is today. Stop postponing it. Okay, Reverend, I've heard what you preach. I'll think about it. Don't think about it. Reverend, I heard your message. I'll think about it. I'll pray about it. Don't pray about it. Don't pray about it. I'm speaking the, the, the word of God. You don't need to pray about it. Go do it today. I'm preaching, I'm preaching the word from my, under the unction. Listen. Don't think about it anymore. He said, today, salvation has come to this house. Today. Not Tomorrow. Reverend, I hear you, but I have to pray about it. No, you don't need to pray about it. Tomorrow? No. Today. Today call. Today drop it. Today throw it away. Today cancel. Today forgive. Today. It's 
Stand up to your feet. Let's close. Thank you. Purify my heart. Let it be as gold and precious silver. Purify my heart. Let it be as gold. If you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Yes, Lord. Jesus. If you hear today, Holy you hear his voice today, 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 today. Today is salvation coming. I choose to be. I choose to be. Today, when you hear the voice, harden not your heart. Salvation is coming your way. Deliverance. Sozo. He shall send his people free. He shall deliver us from our sins and our iniquities. Today, today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Today, drop it. Throw it away. Cancel it. Forgive. Today, not tomorrow. Cleanse me from my sins and make me whole. Forgive today. Pick up the phone and call today. Pick up the phone and call today. Cleanse me from my sins. Don't say I've done it in my heart. No. Back it up with an action. Don't say I'll do it tomorrow. Don't say I'll pray about it. God is speaking. God is speaking. God is speaking. God is speaking. He wants to bless you. He wants to increase you. I say you must let it go today. You must let it go today, not tomorrow. Let it go, let it go, let it go today. Oh, Jesus. Ready. Ready to do I'm ready. Father, we thank you this afternoon for the things we are struggling with. The sins that easily beset us. The sins that we have become familiar with and some have accepted it as normal the hurts and the bitterness the secret life today like Zacchaeus we surrender we give up we end it all today may your grace and your strength help us to end it may we become new so that we can partake of your blessing thank you I pray for each and everyone here 
the sin and the weight that has easily beset you. By the grace of God, may it end today that you may see his blessing. You may see his favor. You may see his grace. Thank you. May your hands be pure. May your hands be clean. The Bible says, they have pure hands shall work stronger and stronger. May you become stronger and stronger. May your heart be clean. May your heart be clean. I said, may your heart be clean. That you shall see his glory in your life. In Jesus' name. Finally, if you hear his voice today, harden not your heart. Today is the day of salvation. You are here, you are not born again. You have not given your life to Jesus Christ. The Bible says, What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? God is calling you this afternoon. Don't say tomorrow. Don't say next week. Don't say when I go home, I'll do it in my, in my room. Now is the time of salvation. If you hear my voice, harden not his heart. You are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. Please, with every eye closed and every head bowed. You want to be born again. Lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. Anybody wants to surrender their Lord Jesus, I will say lift up your hands so I can see who you are. It's very important. This is the day of salvation. Father, we thank you this afternoon. I pray that none shall live here with a hardened heart. Thank you for salvation. May each and everyone here be saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Please be seated. Hallelujah. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.